Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back yet again. Another week, another glorious week. We're live. We're live for another week, man. That's a blessing right there. People be dying, man. Shout out to Hurricane G, Tame One from the Artifacts. Um, they passed away recently, and I'm just like, man, come on, man. Hurricane G used to always pop up on Red Man stuff and like Eric Eric Sermon stuff. I liked her voice coming in hot, mad East Coast, mad energy on it. Um, and you know the artifacts. A lot of people don't know about the artifacts, but I was a fan. Cast from Jersey it was a it was a rap duo from Jersey. They had the song "Wrong Side of the Tracks," and um, they were dope, man. And uh, they were in their 50s. And you know me, man. I'll be like, yo, man, what's the cause of death? I want to know, man. You can't just be like, yo, such and such died. And then leave it at that, man. I need answers, man. How you be dying out here? How you be dying, man? I'll, I'm coming back from the grave. I'm going to be like, yo, I died, and this is this is how. You know, it'd be great for, um, what if, what if dead people could tell you how they died, man. They would, every case would be solved. He'd be like, yo, I'm dead, y'all. Such and which poisoned me. I'm out. And then they out forever, but they said what they said in a public fashion. The cops would be like, man, this is the best thing that ever happened. Unless you were a dirty cop and you was killing people. Anyway, I got my co-host extraordinaire, Water, always with me. I did all this damage today. This is, I'm damn near done. And it's only it's only like three something PM. And I'm already here with it, man. Come on, man. Y'all better watch out, man. I'm out here really drinking this water, man. You know what I'm saying? Water is life. It's important. It's crucial. It's vital to everything you're about, everything you got going. You already know you know this at this point. If you listen to verbal cardio on a regular basis, you know this at this point. You know you need this. You know you need it. You know you got to have it. You know you got to take it in. This is this is vital right here. Yeah, my producer extraordinaire, Sabrina. Here. She is uh, remotely coming in this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you won't see me looking at her uh, in the studio like I normally do. She, oh, yeah. When people be like, man, Tony's a good listener because your face be all in. Yeah, you know, that's a huge compliment. <laughs> you know, I'm big on, you know, listening and listeners. Um, so that's great that they see that, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so Sabrina's in her workstation, computer, streaming, computer, mm. keyboard, setup mm. over there. The mobile command unit, as we like to call it. Yeah, my little streaming setup, you know what I mean? Yeah. I be streaming, y'all. Pull up on me. Pull up on Sabrina, man. She be streaming now, man. She she going all in. She invested a lot of time and money into this streaming setup. So oh make God, sure y'all y'all pull pull up and make it all <laughs> worth it, man. It's an investment. It's quite the investment, please. Yeah. So pull up. I had to eat man. dry rice for mad long. Yeah. Speaking of rice. <laughs> uh so on my Instagram, I did a hard hidden questions where the question was. Would you rather go back to your ex or count every grain of rice in a bag? 
comment section was flooded with people counting the rice. It was overwhelmingly, I'm counting the rice, I'm counting the rice, I'm counting the rice, I'm counting the rice. Everybody was counting rice. So I'm just like, yo, man, all of y'all was in a bad relationship like that where you would rather count the rice. And so it got me thinking, like, numbers-wise, when you counting the rice, you make it seem like your ex was the bad guy or girl, whatever. You you make it look like your ex is the villain when you say, I'd rather count the rice Mm -hmm. for whatever, which way that is. And so I'm just like, these numbers ain't adding up. Some of y'all are the bad, some of y'all are the villain in your relationship. I don't know if you own that. I don't know if you're aware of it. But a lot of you are the villain. So while you sitting there counting the rice, you the one <laughs> that ruined shit. You the one that, that fell short. You the one that did some shady shit. So I was just like, everybody out here, oh, everybody's just counting the rice. And so me and Sabrina were talking about it yesterday, and it was just like, it was just too many people counting the rice. Man. And, and I've noticed that, like, you know, a lot of people don't have ownership in their whackness or whatever the case may be. When you're in a relationship and you break up or whatever, everybody's all, oh, they're dead to me. Nah, man, my ex was trash. She was crazy. That's always the narrative. Mm. And nobody owns up to their part of the bullshit in relationships. So it's Ever. just like, I'm counting the rice. My ex was this, that, and the third. And me and Sabrina were talking, and, you know, we've had in-depth conversations about exes and, you know, past ex-boys and all that. And I've never once heard her bash her ex-husband. Not once. Ever. Not once. She's always been like, he was a good dude, you know what I'm saying, sweet guy, you know what I'm saying, his family was cool. It was. It, she's always, like, saying positive things about her ex-husband. And I find it refreshing. And she owns her side of the... Of the the whackness. You'd be like, I was Absolutely. trash. And I find that refreshing. Now, mind you, you know, if my ex asks, uh, you know, you ask my ex, would she rather count the rice or get back with me? She might be counting the rice. But I own my whackness. And I just feel like the majority of people don't really show accountability or ownership on their side of the whackness in a relationship. That's why, you know, when people... When people in my comment section like, are you you giving your ex too many props? I couldn't just sit there and have you. Why? Why I gotta bash, why I gotta bash my ex? Just to make the current feel good about what we got going. Right. And it's just like, man, y'all are really like, I don't think a lot of you have healthy outlooks on just relationships in general. No. Cause it's like, you know. Not everybody that you're no longer dealing with in a romantic sense has to be a villain. That's not that's not a guarantee. It's not it doesn't have to be that way. There are some people that break up and it wasn't it wasn't infidelity, it wasn't you know toxic shit, it wasn't abuse. They just faded apart sometimes. Sometimes they outgrew one another, sometimes they just found out they weren't the, the right fit. You know, you don't have to always walk away like man, they was absolute garbage. Sometimes it just don't work out. And you can still wish for the best for that person. You can still be friends with that person. You can still check on that person. You can still care about that person's whole existence. Like for me, like, you know, people I've dealt with, I care about your life. Like even though we're no longer, you know, tied together in that sense, 
I care about your existence. Like, you know, I, I want you to be happy. I want you to be healthy. I want you to be out here, you know, living life to the fullest. I don't want you, you know, in turmoil. You're not dead to me. You're very much alive. You're a chapter in my life um, that's not edited out of the history books. So the numbers just wasn't numbering for me, <laughs> Sabrina. And I was just like, man, come on, y'all. All y'all counting the rice. You know what my thing is about, like, people having an issue with you bringing up your ex-wife is, like, that, to me, is just rooted in insecurity. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm really big, and I really pride myself on the fact that I'm not really, like, insecure like that. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm secure with, like, what we got and who I am and... Mm -hmm you know, where, where I stand in your life and this, that, and the third, that I like you giving another person, another woman, anybody props, isn't going to have me in my feelings. Like, right. but what about me? Right. You know what I mean? But that also shows that a lot of people aren't receiving the proper, uh, confirmation or what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, They're not receiving the proper validation, I guess, mm. is probably the word, from their spouse to know that, hey, like, just because I give them props right. doesn't mean that you don't get the same type of props or even better. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're like, it's a different pedestal that you hold people on. And I know I know where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, right. you coming home to me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. <laughs> especially with our dynamic now, you know, unfortunately, you know, th with the passing of Serene, it yeah. brought us all closer together. Yeah. And we spent a lot of time together as, you know, two couples that, you know, we spent yeah. a lot of time together. And it's always different, too, when you have children with somebody. When you have children with your ex, it's always best. I know, I know it can't always be like this because of, you know, the situations that you go through. It's always best to have a healthy relationship with your ex when you have children together because yes. the, the, the children don't really care about the little ins and outs uh, of the relationship that you're no longer in. They just want the, the current relationships of co-parents to be smooth, comfortable, and the kids don't want to, and I don't care how old they get from, from, from babies to little kids, to teens, to adults, they want to be able to talk about their mom or dad in mixed company and be comfortable with that. They don't want to have to be like, yes. I don't want to talk about mom in front of, you know, your girl. Now what kid wants to go through that? You know, they want, they want to be comfortable. They don't want it to be awkward when they're, you know, in the same space at the same time. And so what we have built, you know, um, due to this tragedy, it brought us closer together to where we're just cool and comfortable with one another. Like, you know, I play dominoes with my ex-wife's husband daily. Daily we on the dominoes. Like, I, you know, <laughs> daily. Like, he'll be like, yeah. You be messy. <laughs> yeah, like dominoes is serious business. Me and him play dominoes on a regular basis. I called I called my ex-wife uh yesterday just to get some updates on the court information. And, you know, we're just on speakerphone in the car and we can hear Tony Whitehead in the background. <laughs> and we just we just laughing because we know how Tony is. And we just like he was back there doing something. He was getting into something. 
And then Sheree was just like, what are you doing over there? He's like, no, this is going, don't, don't come over here. It was just a funny, <laughs> a funny, comfortable dynamic to where we know them and they know us. Yeah. And it's just, everybody's better for it because uh, you can call it maturity or, you know, communication or just like, but that's what it's all about. Like, you know. Right. Not everybody has to be dead to you. And, and you do a disservice to your children if your ex is dead to you. That means your child just lost a parent in, in your right. mindset, which which cannot be. You know what I mean? And so, and I know it's easier said than done. I know some relationships are truly terrible and abusive and toxic. I don't want to diminish any of those that you may have gone through at all. Mm. I'm not doing that at all. But I'm just saying... Due to the numbers and the percentages of what I was seeing in that comment section, it made it look like none of you were the villain in your, you know, your last relationship or whatever. So I just wanted, I just wanted to say my piece on that because it was mad rice counting. Man, it was it's mad just, rice. it's so silly. Like for me coming into, like coming into your world, I was already like, man, anything you got, that's what I'm embracing. Right. I came in with that mentality, like, yo, whoever, whatever the situation is, like, right. I'm, I'm not coming in. I didn't come into the relationship with the selfish mentality of like, it's just you. Right. And everything else is like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really worried about everything else. It's just, you, you're a grown ass man in your forties. You feel me? Like, right. I can't expect you to be like like a blank slate like you know right. what i mean and i can't expect you to be like yo everybody everything before me forget about it right me i'm the <laughs> captain now this. like i can't come, right. can't come in with that mentality i literally came in with the like all right what well, we got right okay bet and right. you already seen how i was with the boys you know right. what i mean i was and i was always willing and open to for whatever re was comfortable with i was you know i was always there with it right i was like all right whatever you know what i mean whatever wherever she's at i'm willing to meet her there right like you know if she want to have like a cool relationship let's do it if right. she's just not ready well i right, fine right you know what i mean i've never like put up a fight i've never like had an issue i've never like you know what i mean like i've yeah. never but that's that just comes from being secure with who I am mm-hmm. and like knowing that all that insecurity does is cause more stress. If you're an overthinker, yeah. like I am adding insecurity oh yeah, as an overthinker mm-hmm. will just have you with nosebleeds like every fucking day right? because you're just overthinking yourself to death. Right. And so, like, I feel like secure ha- having that security really has helped me a lot with my anxiety and like a lot of things mm. like it hasn't cured my anxiety, but it's helped. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you you have to learn to. Uh, focus on the things you can control and don't worry about the things you can't. Right. And like one thing you can control is knowing who you are and knowing the value you hold within situations like Mm -hmm. in this case our relationship right and just being like yo like like you you know at the end of the day you're with me you know what i mean right or even even if it's not outside of relationships just knowing who you are and Mm -hmm. a lot of people ask me like so how do you reach that like right now kiyomi just asked me how do you reach that security though 
focus on what you love about yourself. Right. I think I think we spend so much time focusing and highlighting the things that we don't like or like things that we're like, man, I wish I could change this down the third. Mm. But we are very like we're taught to not big ourselves up. Oh, that yo, you fully yourself. You this down the third. Fuck, be fully yourself. Right. Be fully yourself to the point that you're like, yo, I'm dope. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like I'm fucking like, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know what I bring. I'm like the thing I like about me is my humor, mm-hmm. you know, and my ability to make people feel good about themselves and my ability to like big people up and be like, yo, what's all oh, you got that? Like, da, 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 you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm really good at that. So. Yeah, I feel like everyone needs to just focus on what they bring to the table. Right. And, and, us, and oh, ask people. Also, I'm sorry. And ask people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't know what it is that you you bring to the table, you'd be like, yeah, like what? What am I bringing to the table? Yeah, what you like about me? Right. Don't be scared to ask those questions. Yeah. And, and ask also, your friends. I want to ask this to the people in the chat's worth. Like, for those of you that are always, nah, my ex is trash, my ex is this, that, and the third, and you lack the security of you know, you lack the security of recognizing a mature and healthy relationship when it comes to people's exes and stuff like that. Where does that insecurity stem from? Like when you do, when you when you find yourself where you like, man, you know, how do I get to that place? Why are you not at that place? Like what's your origin story when it comes to those type of insecurities? Like, you know, who caused it? Where did it come yeah. from? And I'm just I'm just curious, like right now in the in the Chatsworth, shout out to the Chatsworth, they up in here live right now. Like what what bred into you know the mindset to where you can't handle stuff like this? Uh Miss Incredible says, legit, it was my dad. It was your dad in what way? Can I also say that the whole pinning women against each other really has a lot to do with insecurity as well? Mm, mm -hmm. Because we're constantly told like, oh, she prettier. Oh, her Mm. hair. Oh, her stomach. Oh, her body. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's it's just that doesn't help on top of like trauma that we were raised with. You know what I mean? So like when it comes to women and insecurity, Mm. I get it because we are literally brought up to go against each other mm-hmm. which is bullshit right i'm not you're not my enemy you're not my competition you're you're, you're my you're my homie what's up what's good what's up shorties like mm-hmm. i'm here for all the women and i think it's, it's silly but men want us to compete with each other for the gaze of a man mm. Mm. childhood trauma um kiyomi says my mom came out and told a few months ago she didn't love me enough as a kid wow um two weeks after he moved out of our house he introduced me to his three-year-old son oh um i've always been okay in relationships says shan um i got here late what was the question and why are folks counting the grains of rice? <laughs> I, I was asking like for those people that 
can't fathom giving your ex props or not counting the rice or, you know, stuff like that. Where does where does the insecurity stem from to where you can't even fathom, um, you know, being in a relationship with somebody or even just fathom not having beef with your ex and not seeing them as dead once you break up or whatever the case may be? Uh, Miss Incredible say, I felt abandoned and not worthy of his love. Wow. Um, the only competition is yourself. Absolutely. Um you know what I discovered, like living life and lifing it up and, you know, existing <laughs> is that uh, in our minds, we compare ourselves to other people just, you know, naturally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you if you dating somebody and you find out, let's say you find out who your current boo had a crush on or has a crush on, you might naturally compare yourself to them. You might be like, oh. Oh well, shoot! And then you start looking at them, or they, you compare visuals, looks, you know, frame, whatever, occupation, mindset. What you, you might want to start comparing yourself to that. And I find that, like, let's say, like Sabrina tells me who she's attracted to. That might be an actor, a musician, or whatever. I don't look at those men as like. Man, well, shoot, he looked better than me. He, uh, you know, he thin, he swole, he he this, he that. He's all arty, he's all spiritual, whatever it may be. I just be like, yo, they different than me. I'm different than them. You know, whatever they bring, I don't bring. I have this. So it's like, uh, for me, I get a real sense of, all right, well, I'm, I'm still me. I'm still liked. I'm still felt. I'm still valued. And... You know, even even when, you know, other people you find other people attractive or whatever, it's it's not really in a comparison sense. Like when you when you find somebody else attractive, you just find them attractive. You're not like, oh, man, they look better than my girl or oh, man, you know, what I'm saying she killing my girl in the looks department. She killing her in this, that and the third. It's not even a comparison like that. You just like what you like and you're just drawn to what you're drawn to. And it has nothing to do with you. And I think I think we have a hard time accepting it has nothing to do with us. You know what I mean? And so we immediately go into, you know, comparison mode and like, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, I'm bringing this, that, and the third. You know, I got this, that. You know, they don't look better than me. We we immediately go into comparison mode for the affection or the or the visual of another person when, you know, it might not even be like that. Maybe some people do that. Purposely, well, that's just trash on their end when they purposely be like, well, she looked better than you. That's garbage. Because mm. now you're just destroying somebody intentionally. Yeah. Um, but just just the mere conversation of, you know what I'm saying? I, li- I like this right here. Or, you know what I'm saying? We talk about people's looks all the time. We be like, yo, you know, um, such a wish, man. It's a good looking person. We be like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, we just had those conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's never me going into like, well, you know. <laughs> Sabrina, I would fuck. Right. Sabri- <laughs> Sabrina likes Ashanti. And she posted oh, her yesterday. Damn. And she mm-hmm. had the cheeks out. And yes. I wasn't like, man, I wish I had Ashanti cheeks. <laughs> <I was just laughs> like, you do. I was just like, 
How I, I I just respect her crush. I just be like, well, you know, that's what she into, you know, and you know, I just I find it cool that I can handle those sort of things. Even when it's a guy, even even when it's a guy, it's like when I find out she finds another guy attractive, I don't start hating on them or like, you know what I'm saying, shitting on their work or whatever. It's just like, oh, you know what I'm saying? All right. You know, I'm still a fan of them regardless. So it's just, I just know my worth and my value and what I bring to the table. And I'm I'm good in that. And I'm 45. Let me, let me put names. Lakeith Stanfield. I had a really, I had a crush on this man. Mm-hmm. And I told Tony. And then Lakeith started following Tony. And then Tony's like, Tony tweeted, yeah, what do you do? When your girl's crush starts following you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and for me, and, and when she and when she told me she found him attractive, she sprung it on me because we was talking about something else. She's like, at least pick somebody I'm attracted to, like Lakeith. And I was like, oh. So it was like she sprung <laughs> it on me. I was like, oh shit. Uh here we are. But never have I been like. I'm not feeling this guy. I'm not watching Atlanta. I'm not watching Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm not doing this, this, that, and the third. It's just like, <laughs> hey, she feeling what she's feeling. And for me, I'm a fan of his. So it's it, it it's never like, oh man, don't be watching his movies. Shit. Like we be talking about, you know, the performances, the this, that, and the third. I might joke here and there, but it's 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 still like I'm not hating on the guy. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I'd be damned. You know, she used to have a crush on Nas. And I'd be damned Mm -hmm. if I'm losing my Nas fanhood just because she she had a crush. Please. No, man. I'm rooted in Nas. No, man. You are Nas. He ain't ain't going nowhere. I'd be damned if I let uh, Sabrina ruin Nas (laughs) for me. Absolutely not, man. I can't have that. Absolutely not. I can't have that. I was like, no, nah, I ain't feeling nilmatic because Sabrina had a crush. Man, get the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'm all in. I can't wait for this album to come out. King's Disease 3 mm-hmm. dropping on the 11th. Black Panther's coming out. Man, it's just mm-hmm. a good time. So, you know. <laughs> you wearing a Queen's uh, crew neck. I got the Queen's on right now. You know, so <laughs> it it's like you... For one thing, you have to realize what you can and can't control. It's like Sabrina said earlier. You can't sit here and control how your significant other views people, who they might find attractive, who they might be attracted to. You have no control over that. And if you, you know, let's be real. We are not the only people that are attracted to our significant other. It sounds romantic. It's great to think that way and, you know, lie to yourself and be like, I'm the only person they've ever felt in life. Well, then explain how they dated people before you. <laughs> explain how they have exes and ex-husbands and, and ex-lovers. Explain that if it was just all about you. Sure, it's romantic. Not everybody can be high school sweethearts out here. That's just not the reality for so many of us. And so you you just got to be cool with that and be like, you know, there are other attractive people out here. Has nothing to do with you. It doesn't, it doesn't make you less. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? Now, when people start, you, if people start weaponizing this shit against mm-hmm. you, then that's a different thing. When they be like, man, your dick ain't big enough. Hey, yeah. his, his dick bigger. Then that, that's when it's like, all right, man, look out. You know, that's, that's when it's a flag on the goddamn play. 
Now they playing mind games and now they trying to destroy you. That's a different <laughs> dynamic. Um, can I also say to the people that have people in their lives who shit on them and try to bring them down. And I've had people like that in my past, right? I've had dudes that, you know, I was dating and when they got a little too comfortable that came with them trying to pull, pull me down. Mm -hmm. And instead of believing them, I realized that they see my greatness, right? Yeah. To the point that it intimidates them because they don't see the greatness within themselves. So they don't want me to be who I am mm -hmm. and feel comfortable with who I am. So they want to bring me down to their level. Right. And then that's when I'm out. Yeah. You're not about to do that to me. I need you to see the greatness within yourself so I don't have to reap the repercussions of like, yo. Right. You you're not feeling yourself and you don't want nobody else to be feeling themselves either. And I mm -hmm. want everyone to walk forward with that mentality. Yeah. I want you every time somebody tries to bring you down is because they see the greatness within you and they don't see it in themselves and they want you to come down to their level. It has right. nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. Don't carry that with you. Don't don't put that in your pocket and be like, let me let me hold on to this and right. feel this forever, because that's not who you are. You are amazing. You are an amazing individual. You are beautiful inside and out. Mm -hmm. You you are capable. You are worthy. You are all the things. But other people may not see that within themselves. They may not seem they they may not see that they're worthy of love, of greatness, of this, that, and the third. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like mm -hmm. so, it's like they don't want you to feel the same way because they might be intimidated by the fact that they can't get to where you are mm -hmm. but everyone can get there you just need to you just need to believe in yourself you know what i mean so don't let don't believe the people that are trying to bring you down just hold the mirror up in front of them and make them see that they don't have to do this that they are great within themselves mm -hmm. and if once they believe it greatness will happen great things will happen great people will come you know great opportunities will pull up so it's like don't don't believe them. Just don't, don't believe them at all. I promise you. Because if I, if I was that person, I wouldn't be with Tony right now. I'd be with somebody who's telling me I ain't worth shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd still be with somebody that's like, like, nah, like you need to humble yourself. Don't mm -hmm. humble yourself. <laughs> don't be full of yourself. There's right. a difference did where you, you ever, bring other people down. Did you ever struggle with that? Cause a lot, you know, we always we always hit people with the encouragement, but we we don't always hit them with the struggle. Did you ever struggle with somebody that was down in you like that? Did you ever stay in a relationship a little too long? And if oh, so, yeah. how how did you get out of it? Um, you know what it is like. So in my relationship, it was a lot of negativity towards myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like you know, like. Mm, nah, but you're not you're not that pretty. Mm -hmm. You're not that cool. You're not that smart. You're not that talented. You're mm -hmm. not this and the third, right? Mm -hmm. From this person that's supposed to like care about me. This was supposed to be like, you know, a person for me. Right. But then outside voices mm -hmm. by the hundreds would be like, man, you're wow, you're pretty. You're talented. You're right. cool. You're smart. Wow. Like I had like 
I've had scientists come like conversations with them that mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, man, if I can have this kind of conversation, what the fuck they talking about? You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's like you have to listen to the hundreds mm-hmm. that are pouring into you yes. and that are poor. It's your your glass is always going to be half full, not half empty. And if anybody says that, yo, your, your shit is half empty, bro, you might as well. Right. You know. So it's like I had to I struggled with that. And, you know, it's crazy. Um, My dad watching my father mm-hmm. exist has also helped me a lot mm-hmm. because and he doesn't know this. It, it hasn't been. It's not like a. My father's a very stubborn, hard headed Caribbean man, but oh, that's where you get it from. But keep going. <laughs> but. um. I would watch him move Mm -hmm. and I would watch how he interacts and I would watch how he is alone. So by himself, right. When it would just be us at the house, Uh he would, like I said, if somebody knocked on the door unannounced, he's turning off the TV, he's Mm -hmm. turning off the lights. He's going, shh, 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 be quiet, Mm -hmm. be quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, he likes his little introvertedness. He likes to just be left alone. You feel me? Uh And, but once he's out, He's on. He's funny. He's right. charming. He's he knows the right things to say. He knows how to like make people smile, how to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. He knows how to like just say fuck it and just be himself and not really care what other people are saying around him or doing or doing around him. And that's because he he knows where his strong points are. Right. You know what I mean? And this man's a musician. Like he's not afraid to showcase his talent. You know right, what I mean? And right. that talent comes in many forms. And being able to have a conversation is a talent. Be able mm-hmm. to p- make people laugh is a talent. Mm-hmm. Being able to just like help somebody feel good about themselves is a talent. Right. You know what I mean? And we all possess it. We just don't really tap into it. So like, mm-hmm. uh, the hell was I going with this? <laughs> <laughs> you say you 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 credit your dad for just showing you that, you know. You started, oh, yeah. you started out, you know, the millions, you know, the hundreds of people pour into us and then yeah. we'd be hung up on that one person. It's, it's just like, you know, it's just like that one person at the comedy show that's not laughing. You know, the whole crowd is is dying. They setting themselves on fire. They spilling drinks on one another. They throwing up. They they falling out. They going into labor. They having cardiac arrest. We're focused on that one person that's not laughing. And that's it. We right. tend to do that in our relationships or whatever. You know, we got all these compliments coming in. We getting propped up. We getting boosted up. Man, you a dope individual. You're talented. You're, you're good looking. You're this, that, and the third. We focus on that one person that we're with because we put all our emotional eggs in one basket. And then they're bringing you down. And then, boom, you just like, well, well, they said I ain't shit. They said I need to mm-hmm. work on this. They said... Fuck them then. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen to the, the the people on the outskirts that are pouring in. And we always do it. We we fall victim to highlighting the singular negativity. And we just we just hold on to that and we grasp it. Even in the comments section, you know. Oh, this post is so funny. You're hilarious. You're hilarious. I love you. You're the best. You're the reason I'm on Instagram, man. You're my favorite page. It'd be that one person. Why is his hair like that? And we why is like, your hair like that? And we be like, man, on that one person. We just we just fall victim to it every time. 
And we just got to learn how to just shut that off. Just shut the door on it, slam the cabinet. Slam the cabinet. I will say that the internet is really, really harsh on women. Mm -hmm. In such a way that like, it's just so unnecessary it's so ridiculous the, the stuff that like people have told me and i'm just like whoa hold on the hell did this come from you know right, what i mean right and it's just like that's another thing like just don't just understand that the world and this is for my women and and men and men too because a lot of men are shitted on and not lifted up because they're told, well, you're a man, get over it. Right. Um, sure. Just people in general, uh, don't listen to it. We're bred to, to be at a certain level because we're not meant to be great mm-hmm. in the eyes of the masses, you know, like in the eyes of like the bigger picture of things. We're not meant to, we're meant to be workers and, and, and forever and like work for minimum wage and like, just be less than. And like, right. and if you're, if you tap too into like your greatness, your inner greatness, then, then people can't take advantage of you. Like the the system can't take advantage of you. And like mm-hmm. this whole thing, like, you know what I mean? So like, just understand that none of that is real. You know what I mean? Uh, you are, amazing i want you to repeat that i am amazing i am dope i am capable right you know what i mean um but you're not always going to believe that i also want you to understand that i'd be depressed oh yeah for sure (laughs) i'd be be. sad but you know what's funny in my depression where i'm like man i'm sad i'm super depressed i wish i didn't wake up today through all of that feeling i'm still like but i'm fucking dope (laughs) yeah it made tear white yeah, it's so funny mm-hmm. that like I I you know I have clinical depression, so I'm sad most of the time. Mm-hmm. But even in my sadness, I recognize my greatness, and I think that is the most important thing. And that's what kind of keeps me going. Right. Is that even in my sadness, my greatness does not diminish. Because mm-hmm. you feel me, huh? I said you feel me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause even you know I have I have those days and moments where it's just like man I ain't feeling myself I don't feel I don't feel like you know whatever the, whatever the case may be whether it's my looks my my drive my performance my my hustle my career my my content uh, me as a father me as a as a companion it's just like man you know what I'm saying you have those flashes of. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing good enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not getting it done. I'm not feeling this, that, and the third. But then you you come out of it and you be like, you know what, man? I'm tripping. I'm a catch out here. I'm a catch. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that's how you gotta look at yourself, man. Cause that's how I look at myself. I'm a catch, goddammit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be out here like, man, I'm a catch. You know. Um I'm a good, I'm a good prize, goddammit. <laughs> And you know, you 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 just gotta tell yourself that and you gotta believe it and you gotta feel it. You know, because it's not gonna be the same feeling every single day. But as long as you as long as you lean towards that more so than the other, you'll be good to go. 
Because we're we not always going to be at 100%, you know, confidence and, you know what I'm saying, security. We're not always going to be 100%. That's not reality. We can sit up here and, and tell you all day, believe in yourself. and You got the, you the best of all time and you are valued. That's not the reality. You're going to wake up Wednesday and be like, man, fuck this. You're going to look in the mirror and be like, man, man, you're going to kick the mirror open. But then some days you're going to be like, man, I'm dope as hell, man. Let me put this mirror back together. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just life. That's just life be lifing. Like I said the other day, life be lifing and we're going to ebb and flow and it's waves and it's waves to this, uh, you know, security and, and, and trust and, and confidence. It's waves to that as well. But as long as the majority of the time you're on that good wave, you'll be good to go. Um, but that I just wanted to say that on the on the counting the rice, man, because everybody was counting too much rice. Speaking of rice. <laughs> speaking of rice green chef talk about it let's talk about green chef for a minute here. let me let me let me get the let me get the credentials up here real quick let me get the credentials gone they got all credentials man i had them up where they at now hold on man. let me tell you about my experience with green chef why oh, you get sure. your credentials up yeah, man. i made the penne with creamy mushroom sauce now mm-hmm. i did leave the mushrooms out mm-hmm. but and i replaced the penne that they sent with uh with protein penne because i'm trying to do a high protein thing yeah but everything else like that recipe was so good mm-hmm. That I made it for three days straight. Oh. I bought all the ingredients. It was again. when I was out of town, huh? You was partying it up with the penne. I was. While you were gone, Dude I was bastard. having the time of my life. Me and Midnight, we was eating <laughs> penne like royalty and dapper. He's on a diet, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so good. It's like, like when we get it again, I'm hoping that they, they send that. Cause it was good, and then I made you the Thai style tofu and rice soup. Oh, yo, that 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 tofu rice soup that was fire. It, Cause it was a mixture of the the tofu was seasoned great, mm-hmm. and then the the soup part, the broth, the the bait. What do you call it? The I guess the broth, right? Yeah, it's a broth. It was like a mixture of like sweet and savory that was real dope, and like there's some coconut in there. Mm-hmm. And it it was just like a nice variety of taste um, differences in there that came together, and it was like, yo, it was dope. I was like, yo, this is really good. And I feel like these meal plans and these meal preps or whatever you want to call them have come a long way to where it's just like, yo, they're getting fancy out here with the with the menu items and you know a mm-hmm. tofu coconut soup. I mean, come on. Like, I grew up in the 80s where shit was basic. You just getting a TV dinner. You just getting a meat piece, some potatoes, and some vegetables, and you getting a random dessert portion (laughs) to the side. And that was it. You... You couldn't even identify everything. I don't know what this is in the corner, but it's sweet. I think it's apple something. I don't know. You know, it's it's the sweet. But these these meal plans, let me tell you what Green Chef is. Uh, you know, first of all, Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals, Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. And that's a three-piece suit. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? They've expanded their menu. 
They've gone from 24 to 30 recipes weekly. They hitting you off with the weekly recipes. They're not bullshitting. With the option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. For example, order vegan one day, keto the next. Craving more of a certain type of recipe? Now you can add extra portions to your weekly order in just one click. Now I'm extra portion McGee. As you can see, I'm extra portions out here, man. Seconds Montgomery. That's what they call me in the hood. We're offering more customization than ever before. In addition to swapping protein in any meal that features chicken, beef, or salmon for USDA certified organic ground beef, USDA certified organic chicken, and wild caught sockeye salmon. Now you can also add chicken or fish to select vegan and veggie recipes each week for an added protein boost. And then now offering 10 minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two two convenient low prep and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. No cooking required. Perfect for when you're on the go, which is what I am, or pressed for time at the office. This is the office for me right here. Eat well at lunchtime too. Green Chef's exciting new ingredients, recipes, and delicious meals. Support a healthy lifestyle. Eat well without sacrificing taste. So go to greenchef.com slash verbal. 599 and use the code verbal 599 to get $5.99 per meal on your next uh, box and your one box ships for free. So on your on your one box it ships for free and you can get it for 599 by using the code verbal 599. Again, go to greenchef.com slash verbal 599 and use the code verbal 599 to get $5.99 per meal on your one box. So that's $5.99 per meal, y'all. That's some good money right there. You know how expensive it is to eat out? Shoot, when we go to Whole Foods, we go to Whole Foods damn near every day, right? Oh, my God. And we go in there. I usually get like rice. I just get vegan yellow rice in a box, depending on how many scoops I put in there. The highest I spent on just rice is twelve ninety nine. Man, just on the rice, twelve ninety eight. Just on the rice, you can get a full meal here for five ninety nine. So come on now, come on now, get in on this, man. Green Chef. Again, that's greenchef.com slash verbal599 and use the code verbal599 to get $5.99 off your box. Pause on box. You know what I'm talking about? Ain't no you feel pause. Me? Ain't no pause. All right. We, we out Yo, I will say this because I'm like, okay, coming from someone who literally worked uh, with food for nine years of their life, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of always like looked down on these, uh, meal prep things especially Mm -hmm. because they never have good vegan options right the vegan options are usually pretty trash and then like the whole like prep portion of it Mm -hmm. um sucked yeah but i will say and i mean this truly that green chef is actually a good time because oh the food is actually good Uh the vegan options are delicious Uh uh-huh 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 um, the prep is legit. Okay. It's not tedious. It's not, mm-hmm. it's none of that. You know, you do have to chop 
but that's fine. Okay. Everything comes perfectly portioned. Sometimes I do wish they had a little bit more of this than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. that's just because pickiness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I oh. really thoroughly enjoy oh. Green Shine. Oh. And Sabrina be picky, yo. I'm fucking picky, bro. She picky McGee, man. Especially when it comes to like cooking and food and it's, stuff like that. Nothing's like, ever good enough for Sabrina, yo. <laughs> So this this is epic, man. She always got to add and take away. Yeah. So this this right here is is epic talk. Speaking of talk, Drake Ooh. and Twenty One Savage are talking for a full album together for a duo joint collab album. Drake and Twenty One Savage just dropped a, a new joint. I call it a buddy cop album. You know, uh, it's two cops coming together from different districts working on the case. And I feel like Drake had the majority of the action scenes within the movie. He probably got the majority of the screen time. And 21 Savage is his partner. Uh, Say what you said yesterday, Sabrina, about the two. I said that Drake is the unhinged, insane, causing havoc, chaos, chaotic cop Mm -hmm. that always gets in trouble and here come 21 like all right let me just (laughs) i'm sorry for my partner he didn't mean he didn't mean it cap i'll deal with him i'll i'll take care of it you better take care of him or you're off the case you're off the case drake captain wait hear him out we did so (laughs) basically drake is re exactly uh jay thomas uh, drake is riggs He's Riggs. He's uh, all the loose cannon partners in any buddy cop joint that you've watched. That's Drake. And 21 Absolutely. Savage is the guy like, hey, man, you relax. So so in Bad Boys 2, Drake is uh, Mike Lowry and 21 Savage is Marcus Burnett. You know, he's just <laughs> like, man, do you, do you have to call him that in his house? You know what I'm saying? So uh, they're doing big numbers. It's going to be the number one album next week. Um, so of course they putting the numbers up, and surprisingly, not all joint albums hit. You know, it sounds good on paper, but sometimes not all joint albums really connect uh, with the masses like that. And so I've been hearing like people people been feeling this uh, collab album. You know, Amir's feeling it. You know, he's a music guy. I I am. The, yeah. I, I don't like the Meg Thee Stallion line, but. Um, I haven't heard Drake rap like this in a long time, so yeah. it made me happy. It sounds like it reminds me of old Drake on this project. It uh, a little bit like you know, uh, I, I I get remnants of early Drake. Like uh, he went back. It feels like so if you're reading far this, it's gone too late for me. Who? If you're reading this, it's too late. I wouldn't go that far. Like so far gone. I wouldn't go that far back. Sometimes he got them so far gone, mainly on the singing front. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay. The way he's singing and harmonizing, it takes me back to So Far Gone, like a couple of tracks. This is one track I had to skip, though. Oh, yeah. I forget I forget which one it was. He just kept repeating the same line. Oh, that's and, uh, and Hours in Silence? Was it Hours in Silence? It's the one where he, he, like, the longest that he's on there. I was just like, man, let me, let me, uh, let me go ahead and it's, skip. It's like the longest song on there, too. Skip this real quick. And I was just like, all right, why you keep saying this? Because he kept saying, oh, no, no, it's... Is when he said the line, 
It might be hours and silence. He was like, turn my bitch up, turn my bitch up, turn my bitch up. I think was, that's hours and silence. It was and then, something like that. And then he like goes that. into the part. Is it my fault? It's, like, it's, it's my fault or something like that. I skipped. I was like, man, turn this shit <laughs> off. I told myself to turn the shit off, and then I turned it off. Mm-hmm. Like, I was talking to myself, like, man, turn that shit off. I'm like, you right, you right. And then I was like, skip. But there's some tracks on here. Middle of the Ocean, I like. Uh... Uh, Pussy and Millions I like uh, me and Sabrina were talking about this and the mayor I want you to weigh in too that I was just like when these artists are using the auto tune and the voice modification they lose individuality and Sabrina made a, a interesting you know take on it is like they're not really looking to be individuals or stand out they looking to to be a part of the sound and the movement of what's hot rather than truly standing out. What made me say that is Travis Scott, for example. I wouldn't be able to identify him in a sonic lineup of, of today's artists when he comes on the track. I'll just be like, because there's always a modification there. You know, because I came up where hip-hop, Everybody was sounding different. Not everybody, but the majority of cats sonically sounded different. You were just like, you would hear Nas, you would hear Jay-Z, you would hear DMX, and you they were vastly different. And, you know, I could throw in another art camera. Cameron, we were talking about Cameron the other day. Cameron mm-hmm. is so off the wall. The way he rhymed and what he would say on tracks, we were just like, yo, man, this dude is different. And when people say they're not feeling Cameron, we get it. But at mm-hmm. the same time, he got a lot of stuff I'm feeling. So I feel like, and I agree with Sabrina, I feel like, you know what, well, she made a good point where, you know, if everybody's using that voice modification thing, you lose a sense of identity in your sound because everybody's doing it. Mm. And I feel like, well, damn, you know, uh, I don't know how that's going to look long term. Um, and even though Lil Wayne, for example, is one of the, he's probably the most influential cat out, his regular voice is distinctive. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't even need the, the modification because his voice is so distinctive and it always has been. Like his voice, you know it's Wayne coming around the corner. You know it's him. So it's just like Wayne has that distinction. And it's probably, honestly, it's probably what has made him the huge influence that he is, it's not even the 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 auto-tune or whatever they put on their voice. What is it called? I mean? yeah, it's auto-tune. It's auto-tune. Whatever he put on his voice that he doesn't have to put on there, without that, he already stood out. He he was already like the guy. And so now I feel like everybody, like, let me let me put this on my voice. Even Chris Brown. Like, why are you modifying your voice, bro? When right. when Chris and uh, Drake did No Guidance, uh-huh. I was listening to it and I was like, dog, why does Drake's voice sound more natural than Chris Brown? And you're the singer. That was crazy to me because I know Drake is using auto-tune too, but Chris's right. voice is so processed yeah. with everything else. on It's not just like the auto-tune part. It's like a phaser and a flange. Like he does all these things to his voice and it's like, dang, bro, like, right. they don't even sound like you. And his, yeah. his voice sounds thin because the more digital things you do, it takes away some characteristic. Right. But Drake sound like I can hear the tonality of, of Drake, which is not the usual for him. So right. I was like, this is kind of like a flip. Like, it was a little weird. Yeah. But um, 
would say on that point, auto tune definitely makes your voice sound a specific way, and it's because it's just taking your voice and putting it to the closest note in that particular key that you set. Mm-hmm. So it'll make you sound robotic. It'll make you sound kind of crazy, whatever. Right. But um, without it, people definitely sound. They have their own kind of sound. Right. Um, in their own. It's just that auto tune is the way to go, and people don't. And since every everything about rap nowadays is melodic, mm-hmm. people have gotten used to things sounding perfect. Right. So it's hard to just take it off and then just do what you mm-hmm. do because then it's like, dog, I can't even. It doesn't sound good. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, even those imperfections that we're used to for singers back in the day, they would mm-hmm. have slight imperfections, but they can sing. Right. You, you're not going to hit every note. It's just not right. possible, you know. And that those imperfections would show. You go listen to the music nowadays, be like, dang, what the, what was that? Mm-hmm. Because we're so used to everything being pitch perfect now because auto tune is pitch perfect uh, auto-tune not gonna miss a note so they kind of have to use it and yeah. listen, if you're gonna be melodic you almost have to use auto-tune because if you don't it's gonna be like bro this is bad yeah even though it's like bro i'm not trying to be a singer you know it can mm-hmm. work for certain songs and stuff like that but for the most part people will just kind of jump to it right and um i wouldn't say like travis I, he has a distinct voice his voice has that raspy tonality to it mm. even when in the auto-tune aspect when he gets on a song i know it's him he's been around for a while so i know it's him it's the yeah. it's i would say newer guys for sure but i think that's just how music has always been when somebody comes out they kind of have a bit that they take off of the person that they're influenced by right and then they develop in their own sound it's just that we're catching guys when they're brand new on the scene yeah. and they sound just like the dude that they're influenced by right because it's hot and they can pop at that moment then you give them time and then be like Five years later, he's like, nah, he got his own thing. Right. And I think that's what we're, we're running so into. Right that kind now, of we're in the zone of them finding their own thing while sounding like what influenced them. Yeah, because Travis Scott's sound has been that. It's just that Kanye, and he's he came up under Kanye Cuddy. Right. That's his thing, even though he was signed to T.I.'s label. Makes mm-hmm. no sense, but yeah. like he, he came up under those guys. Yeah. So his sound has a lot of influence like that. You listen to some of his older stuff, he definitely like, oh, no, that sounds like Cuddy. Oh, that sounds like Kanye. Mm-hmm. And he had a big impact on Yeezus, the Yeezus sound. Yeah. So when Travis came out in this this crazy mosh pit, wild rap, it was like, what is this? Yeah. And he developed his own sound and the auto-tune pushed them to a, another height as he continued to get bigger. So his sound is distinct and people will try to sound like him. He even has artists that sound like him, like Don Tolliver makes Travis Scott like music, just he sings more than he raps. Mm, okay. So we got guys that are doing that kind of thing, but- we like a young thug, and it was like, okay, when Young Thug came out, we was like, all right, he sounds like Wayne, right? Right. Even today, he still has moments like Wayne, right. but he has a distinct kind of sound and flow that he's developed over time that everybody wants to use now, like a Roddy Rich or a Gunna. Yeah. And those guys come out and they sound like him, but they have to develop their own sound eventually. Uh. And that's why they be like, oh, they all sound like it's like, give it time, they'll get their own thing. Right. So with Roddy Rich, he came out with his first album. I was like, it sounds like a lot of future, sounds like a lot of Young Thug. Mm-hmm. I give him time. He's been around for a while, but I give him time to really step into that. And right. the thing is, is that he has the way he switches his flows and stuff like that and his L.A. talk, like he he mm-hmm. has that that's missing that wouldn't come from a young thug because he's talking about something totally different, the way they carry themselves. And that's the tough part, too, about Roddy Rich. You you can't even identify him geographically yeah, because of the sound. He sounds sound. like so many other cats. It's just like, oh, he's from he's from L.A.? Yeah. Like you would, never, you would never think that. It would just be like... Damn, I never would have thought he was from L.A. because he sounds like these other cats. And it's just like, so we just got to, we we got to wait for the real them to show up. And it always sucked. It was, I feel like it was always unfair for black artists. We always got to be bringing it at a high level when it comes to how we sound. And I feel like white musicians don't have that same pressure. 
there's so many white musicians that can't sing worth a damn. Yeah. And they get all these props and praises and hailed as legends. Bob Dylan, for example, can't sing for shit. It's and, just the it's a it's a thing of like like uh I feel like we've talked about this before, is like mm-hmm. where the origins of things come from. And when you realize the easy what's the easiest way for people to necessarily jump into music nowadays? Yeah. Computers aren't necessarily super expensive, but you can record a whole album off your phone. Yeah. That's and that's accessible so because in. everybody, yeah, it's easy. It's it's easier to do that than play an instrument or something like that. Mm-hmm. They don't teach instrument anymore. Right. So we had to adapt. So when instruments were falling out of schools and you know, all this stuff going on, what we were mm-hmm. what we start relying on back in the day, not weed, because I wasn't alive, but right. they get records and they would take the breaks for the records and they started rapping. This is where rap started. So they yeah. started rapping on that. Shut it's your just young the, ass up, by the way, but keep going. <laughs> and then they just started, you know, doing that. Breaks over the rap. And then uh-huh. I was like, all right, over these records. And then we rapping the James Brown's right. samples and stuff. We looping this. And this, mm-hmm. that was another thing. It was like, but y'all ain't, y'all ain't playing no instruments? What are y'all doing? Right. Just, but then it was like, well, we created something different. Right. We got something new. And then Auto-Tune obviously been around. Share popularized it, but it wasn't to the point that it came when T-Pain and Lil right. Wayne started using it. Mm-hmm. And then the thing about Auto-Tune back then was it wasn't accessible. It was very, very expensive. That before it became a plug-in, it was a piece of hardware, yeah. cost thousands of dollars. And if you wasn't in a, uh, you know, those kind of studios, and it was, right. you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. So nobody could really get to it. And then when they got accessible, people was like, "Oh, it's it's on the phone. Like I could just use the app and I could record on the phone." Like there's a right. lot of kids nowadays. Their hit songs blow up on TikTok, and they recorded on something like BandLab or something. These are like free apps. Damn. So it's like accessibility thing. It's an easy thing to do. It's what they right. listen to. So they're influenced by it. It's accessible, so they'll go after it a little easier than. It's the Maybe easy like, come up. Yeah, white artists or something. I wouldn't say it come up because when you realize it really ain't no money in it, but it'll give you enough attention for you to maybe try to monetize on some other shit. Right. But music is not the lucrative business that people think it is, mm. at least for the artists or the mm. creatives in general. Right. They run you dry. Damn. Yo, can I say what I, I said yesterday, like in, in full? Because remember I said that a lot of people like to do what everyone else is doing because right. this is the generation of very minimal individuality due to social media influence and everybody wants to sound alike Mm -hmm. look alike have the same same bags buy the same body rock the same outfits Mm -hmm. have the same drip you know what i mean like and so unless it is something like like ny drill right drill music that new york drill music you know it's from new york Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but Outside of that, right now, and I'm talking about what's popping right now, mm-hmm. everyone sounds the same. And like you said, you can't tell, you can't pinpoint where they're from. But back in the day, you always knew a West Coast artist. You always knew a Down South artist. You always knew an East Coast and Midwest. And it's like now, it. I feel like I don't know what any of that sounds like. Right. I know what Baltimore dancing is like, though, because I be watching them videos all the time. Right. They, they're holding <laughs> on. They're holding on to the rich uh, regional sounds and dances and culture that they have, which I mm. always love. I love the individuality of different regions. Like yes. I love I I I'm always big on I want every I want every region to look and sound like that area, that particular place. I don't want everything sounding and looking the same, man. You know, individuality, individual sounds, different cultures, different, you know, I love that. Like and I, I just don't want to lose it because everybody wants to, to look and sound the same. It's just like it's just mm-hmm. like neighborhoods. It's just like you, all the suburbs start to look alike. You just like man, look, this look like I can be anywhere USA with this. Mm-hmm. You want that individual look, that style, that sound, 
And I just be scared, you know, we gonna lose those individuality, you know, pop-offs, if you will, uh, with everybody trying to get on and get in, how they can get in, and losing that. And like I like I say, like I love it when I can identify your accent. You know, oh, you from Baltimore. I hear I hear how you said this. Oh, you from New Orleans, man. I hear that accent. You from Boston. Are you from New York? I love being able to identify people by the way they talk or or move or the things they say. And I just feel like we starting to become one just big ass same mess of a meal that just slopped on the plate like the lunch lady with an attitude, just a big ass spoon of this. And I'm like, man, it's the same thing every week, man. Get your ass down the line. I got to serve the rest of these kids. And I'm just like, and to speak on something else about 21 Savage. So 21 Savage said this about his, uh, his freshman class. Okay. Um, and I was just like, Oh shit. So 21 Savage said he could wash his freshman class in a battle of the hits. Now, his freshman class includes 21 Savage, Lil Uzi, Kodak Black, Lil Yachty, G Herbo, Denzel Curry, Anderson Pack, Dave East, Designer, and Lil Dicky. That's his freshman class. And he was like, I can I can watch them cats in the battle of hits. He's talking hits. Okay. He didn't say talent. Because honestly, I feel like Anderson Pack is one of the most talented cats working today in music uh, from a musician standpoint. Um, I don't know if he got mad hits like that, but, you know, um, from a musician standpoint, I look at this list and I'm like, well, Anderson Pack is clearly, in my opinion, clearly the most talented musician on this list as a real rounded musician, as somebody I would like to see live. Um, I feel like, yeah, let me get that Anderson Pack concert up off you. Now, hits, I don't know. I don't know what they got. I don't really be listening to these cats. Like, I listen to Dave East. Under, under Anderson Pack, I listen to Dave East the most. And I know Dave East doesn't have a lot of hits. Um, designer i wasn't even aware that he had mad hits like that i know panda was huge one. that's and what that i thought a, that was a number one hit so that's a big deal but he don't yeah he don't I have thought he might have had two tops that panda was the only one panda, okay well shit that's even worse than i thought i know little dicky is popular little dicky had those couple maybe one two songs he had that big yeah. song with chris brown he had that song yeah something and, else and maybe something else on. but then he he's a tv star TV. yeah exactly yeah. um denzel curry Denzel Curry I'm doesn't have hits, with. but okay. he has good music. He okay. definitely makes good music. Okay. He doesn't have hits though. He's not that big of an artist, like like super chart topper right. type. He's not that kind of artist. Okay. So then we go to um G Herbo. G Herbo's had some some moderate success, I would say. Yeah. Again, not necessarily a chart topper or anything like that. Okay. Um, but he's cool. Um, I hear his name a lot though. Yeah, he's I cool. hear he him definitely come up a lot. gets a yeah. lot of rec- yeah. He definitely is a yeah bubbling up some more. Like he's get gaining notoriety right. as, as the years go. He's from Chicago too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know Chicago got that whole thing. Chicago so. man, we out here. Uh, Lil Yachty, Yachty has mm, I would say same realm, moderate mm-hmm. success. He's had more songs that are like have charted a little bit higher. Yeah, but even then, nothing like oh my right. god, you know. 
I feel like he hasn't had a hit in a while because for a minute there, everybody was talking about Lil Yachty. And then, he was everywhere. His marketing yeah. was crazy. He was Sprite and right. Target and you know all kinds he of really like that. He really blew up tough. He was, yeah. So he, he could have a claim to this. A little bit. On the but hit he, side. even then, he still yeah. you can't name one Yachty song that was like, that was his song that charted that high. What was that one song? Because he had the song with Dram and that was Broccoli. That's not his song though. Oh, wow. It was a feature. Forgot about Dram. All right. Uh, Kodak Black. Yes. So he can. I don't hang. like Kodak Black personally. Uh-huh. He's terrible. But right. hit wise, he got some hits for sure. Okay. Uh, what's that song? Uh, Super Gremlin. We could have been superstars. That song was like it charted very high, like okay. number three or something like that, and it was on the charts for like weeks straight. Okay. So, so he, he he got more hit. He got he, that ain't even yeah that that's, that's just, one of his biggest. But he okay. he had the Z the song ZZ. He had uh, um. Dang, what's the name of that one? Tunnel Vision. That was one of his mm-hmm. first ones. I think that charted at like number seven or something like that, 2017. Okay. He's had, yeah, he he has hit success for sure. Okay. And he he has, yeah, he can go, him and 21 can for sure go toe-to-toe. Got you. Uh, and Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi has had some, um, again, he's had some songs that are very popular, like uh, EXO Tour Life was probably one of his biggest mm-hmm. songs that he's put out. Yeah. Um, and he's the, he still he he does numbers too. Yeah, his his stuff like his, sells. His album sells. As far as like hits go, though. Yeah. Charts, not too right. much. But he but he can he can he's another one that I could see them going back and forth with it mm-hmm. for sure. Because um, I know his last album did extremely well on uh, the charts. Yeah, because eternal to take. People were waiting yeah. on it. Yeah, because it was like he was so. waiting for it, and then it was cr- it was crazy because it was like either you really liked it or you really didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It, it. But Lil Uzi's like baby Lil Wayne to me okay. in this realm of artists. Like he's he's growing into a rapper phase now. Before he was all the you know this I'm doing this I'm I'm all this. So he still right. falls into it, but now he's actually rapping more now, and I like it okay. a lot because he still has that same style. But every time I listen, to him, I was like, bro, he's yeah. stepping into like this Lil Wayne era. Like he's really trying to be a rapper dude, and I, I like that. Okay, but him and yeah. So as far as the people on that list, I would say Twenty One, Kodak, and Uzi can kind of go at it. Okay. Um, Kodak probably has the most success chart wise. Yeah. Um, Twenty One probably has the most growth mm, as an okay. artist wise. Like his his because when Twenty One came out, man, nobody was taking him serious like that. Right. Even then, he wasn't a, a rapper for real. He was like, I just started doing this to get me out the streets. Right. And now, if we look at him now, it's like you hear Twenty One Savage on a, a song, you'd be like, I'm mm. surprised that it's the same guy because right. he's grown a lot. Right. Um, and I it, would hear that about him, like when he would do a feature with. Uh, when him and Cole work together, it's always like, man, twenty one. Yeah, you know, we he surprises. It's yeah. always like a because who would have thought twenty one Savage and J Cole would have any kind of pairing? Exactly. That's the that's the thing about it. it was exactly, like, yeah. And Uzi, and he's has, pairing with these good cats, and now you know him doing an album with Drake. That's gonna up his hit leverage even yeah. more so. Yeah. Now, um, and I'm sure you know he's probably counting his features and all that when he says hits because he's had yeah. a lot of feature work. He hasn't had like. Oh, he, like he hasn't had huge hits either. Yeah. I don't think he's on the same level as necessarily like Kodak or anything like that. Okay. But he's had songs that have charted pretty well. Yeah. Um, but nothing like, you know, they were more like, I would say uh, Atlanta songs, like regional. If you were there mm-hmm. early on, then you know, yeah, he has some big songs like right. uh, X or whatever. But chart topping kind of thing, like, nah, not not for real. Like Bank Account was a big, big song for him. Uh-huh. X uh, with Future was a big song for him. Like every album he has, like maybe one, a lot was a big song for him. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily chart super big or anything like that, but it right. got notoriety and it got him a Grammy. So okay. he got a Grammy too. He's gonna throw that in the mix. Yeah. What uh who's your favorite artist on this list? 21. 21? For okay. sure. Easily. Right. 
Bet that. I was a fan of Twenty One when he first when I first started hearing him. I was like, I like, I like what he got going on. Gotcha. So I've just been watching him for ever since about 2015 or so. Mm-hmm. And then we dropped Savage Mode. I was like, I'm all in. Yeah. So it'd be it'd be 21 and then Uzi. They're like there to me. Gotcha. So Brandon, who your favorite on this list? Anderson. Anderson. Okay. And you know it's crazy. Anderson had to grow on me. Oh yeah, like him at first. At first, I was like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> the voice. Yeah. Um, it was drugs. That song, drugs. I just was just like, okay, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, oh, right, that buddy. okay. When did when did he grow on you? What made what a piece of work of his made it to where you like? Oh, all right. This is. I think is it dope. was like Stockholm syndrome, where I couldn't get away from the song drugs. So I was finally like, okay, since I'm captive, I must fall in love with the captive, the person who captured me. Yeah. And and it just grew on me. And then I was like, all right, let me dig into more Anderson. And mm. then um, I think it was him and uh, what's his name? Uh, Mac Miller. That that dang song. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, I like this. Let me dig in more. And then I kept yeah. digging and kept digging. And then Did you like right. Malibu? I had to go back. And like, I like it now. But mm-hmm. like at first I was just like, nah, nah, yeah. I'm not, I don't really like this. Like, I, I got to be honest. I was not feeling Anderson Pack at all in the beginning. Yeah. And then when I, now I like everything. Like Malibu, I like, uh, I mean, obviously I love, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic is yeah, good. Right. Um, yeah, it was just one of those things where it had to grow. I mean, even Mac Miller. Like, just because, like, I'm saying him because that song with him and Anderson is the song that made me like both of them and made mm-hmm. me dig into both of them. And I was like, all right, let me see. See what they tell them. Uh, like, if they sound good together like this, right. maybe they sound good apart. Let me, let me listen to this with open ears, open heart. Right. Because for me, like, my intro to Anderson Pack was the uh, Straight Outta Compton soundtrack. And he was all over that mug. And I was like, yo, who is this dude? He sounds uh, he sounds unique. So that was my intro to Anderson Pack. Right after, uh, you know, when Straight Outta Compton came out, he was on that soundtrack. And so I was just like, all right. And now we hear his name here and there. And so um, when Malibu came out, that shit blew me away. It was it was an album that I couldn't stop listening to. And I love it when I come across albums like that where I can't stop listening to it. And Malibu turned into my favorite album of two, uh, 2016. Uh, and it was up against Solange's album, but I was like, yo, Malibu is the one for the year. And then, you know... Um, and like he has a new song out with her that's a vibe right now that I just listened to today. Uh, they told me about it yesterday when I was streaming, but the song with Anderson Pack and her is a good time. And of course, you know, the stuff he did with Bruno Mars is just um, fire, legendary. You know, me and me and Sincere bond over it. So it's very sentimental now. Um, and then I listen to Dave East a lot. I listen to Dave East. Uh, when he drops a new project, I usually pull up on it. It's something about Dave East that's not connecting with the masses, though, um, because Dave East has all the components of a star. You know, he has the the voice, the look, the um, the swag, all that. But it, it's something that's keeping him just like underground. And, you know, I'm super rooting for him, too, because he's on Nas's label. 
So I'm just like, you know, uh, as a fan of Nas, I want the endeavors to be successful. And But Davies has the nugget of just superstardom, but it, it's something that's not pushing them over to, you know, to that superstar level uh, you know, that he could be at. You know what it is? Way too many women are attracted to him and all the men hate on him. So they'd be like, man, it goes right back to the insecurities. It goes right back to the beginning of what we were talking about. Now, fuck. Nah, <laughs> I know you're gonna, I know nah, you're gonna disagree. Nah, it ain't that. And I'm not dead serious <laughs> about it, but it I could that. imagine a, a lot point, of though. women being like, ooh, Dave. And nah, the guys be like, man, we, I ain't feeling it. We know. We we know the women feel Dave. I even called you out on Dave because oh, I blocked Dave. You you brought up Dave for no reason. Like, man, Davey's face. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I said, I was like, yo, I said to the people, like, so Sabrina uh, got a crush on Davey. She's like, no, I don't. And then later on, it turned out she did. And so it's like, of course, <laughs> man. And then, and then we had a dust up because she, she added him when she was talking about Davey's looking good. I was like, oh, hold on now. You know, I'm all for you finding people attractive. Just don't be adding when we you say adding. it. Because once you add a person, they'd be like, oh, oh. Sabrina looks good too. And then if Dave said, oh. oh, you think I'm handsome? And then, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. Dave so, ain't checking for me. I'll be adding everybody, though. I, hey, everybody's you checking for everybody, and any post can be seen by anybody. We know this now. So so I was like, all right, you can you can say Davies is good looking, you can feel it. But don't be adding them when you say it. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. you that, petty, that pettiness comes that, back. That bro. was a foul on the plate right there, goddammit. I was like, now hold on now. You know. What did I say? I think I said I, I blocked Davies. I, I don't know what my post said, yeah, but yeah. It was something I, I was like, hey man, guy. don't be adding them. You know, you can say it, but hey, watch it. And then she tried to play it. No, they ain't gonna see this, man. Look out. And That's Sabrina, what I feel. Sabrina's I mean, always my, saying anybody can be seen on Twitter, man. Your post can really blow up on Twitter. She say this eighty thousand times a week. Yeah, so. but I don't mean like I like, and I'm talking to you personally, like your post because you're the the stuff you post is funny, and like you have the following that a retweet will can turn into ten retweets, can turn into a hundred retweets, can turn into thousands. You know what I mean? So when I say that to you, I mean that. You mean what? That anyone can blow up on Twitter, especially oh, yeah. with your following. But as far as atting, I if it was on Instagram, everybody be seeing Instagram. Instagram, I don't know what's up with Instagram. I any anybody I at, they see it, and I'm like, how the fuck you see? You got 20 million, or if I like anything, how you see my story, man? You got 20 million followers, but uh, yeah. And and the thing too about Dave East is the fact that he is a heartthrob should add to the the uh, the popularity. And it, it for me, it's like women feel Dave East, but I don't think they're feeling the music, and that's what it is. That sounds like what a lot of women in rap go through. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it they is. Look good, but I'm not listening to that shit. Exactly, yeah. and so I feel like. I feel like his music isn't resonating with the female audience, even though they like what he looks like. They're just like, well, I can't relate to the to the sound of it. Yeah. Now, if he can find that, that you, sweet spot to yeah. to bring the ladies into the music, then he'll blow up, you know, to the heavens. But 
You know, it's definitely not dudes hating on them because dudes fuck with Davies. Yeah. Like we know, we know women like them, but we we fuck with the music because it's street shit. It's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's, it's I dope. feel like that's the like the the one on one in music is like you have to appeal to the woman. Right. And if you can't, then you're not gonna make it. Yeah. Just a simple fact. And yeah. when women come out, like they're women that are rapping, they'll come out, they'll get the support from the women. And then it's like they have to almost do the opposite. They kind of got to bring in some of the guys, too, because then they'll tell the girls and then right. switch over, you know, kind of thing. Right. It's hard to see a, a woman rapper just blow up because of just the nature of whatever the hell they be got going on mm. in the industry where they can't do this and that. But right. watching people like Glorilla blow up or whatever and then mm. seeing how many dudes rock with her because she's talking about street shit. She's yeah. hard. She's from Memphis. So dudes are like, nah, I fuck with Glorilla or yeah. whatever. And then you'll see the women, they'll fuck with her too, but then they'll <laughs> it'll be a thing when they were like the attractiveness comes into play. And then women attractive? will be like, She's cute. I don't think that people think that her. she's like ugly or mm. something like that. Like people be talking shit about her. Uh, but it'd be she's... mostly be like women, like dudes be like, nah, she kinda cute. Women be like, Are you serious? And it's like Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of them, kinda, yeah. She's she's a very like adorable girl. I think it's hard for me personally to be like, yo, she fine as hell, because she look young. She oh, she's, she's baby. very she's pretty. Like she's cute. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's oh, oh okay. girl. I'm looking at her now. She looks. She ain't. She. She me. looks very much like what girls look like now. Yes. Yeah. So she's kind of like it's like what Sabrina said. People are starting to look the same, and so she looks like so many different girls. Copy and paste. I want to do. Yeah. I want to do a video where I go through. She looks like a, a, the kids, though. Today's glow up, and yeah. I want to get my hair done like all the girls, and I want to do my makeup like all the girls, and I want to wear the fashion over, mm-hmm. and I want to see how how many other people I end up looking like at the end of my transformation. Mm. I got to do a video like that. I got to get the fake eyelashes. I got to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, Cause it just seems like a very copy and paste. Yeah, cause like she looks like if you so if you show me a picture of her, I would just be like she looks like a thousand and sixty eight other girls that I've seen on Instagram. That's the that's what happens with the internet. Yeah, it's because we well obviously we have access to see so many people, Mm -hmm. and then so many people have access to see what celebrities do, right? And then what celebrities are on, it's not necessarily there's no there's not like a big gap anymore. Mm -hmm. So the the reach that you felt like celebrities would be like so far apart from you, right? It's like I can brush shoulders with any of these fools because close the gap. Yeah, because social media, I feel like I know you, and that and that's a it's a good and bad thing because it's like it gave a personalization to the you know how you feel about a person it gave them a character you can see that right. character online right but it made it so that people felt like they always have access to you mm-hmm. and they can they are on the like you know maybe like on the same level not even shaming anybody for like oh i'm here and you're here it's right. more like you don't know me so you can't come to me like you know me right and that's what everybody does on the internet yeah for sure they just roll they up. talk to you crazy it was like you yeah. don't but you don't know me like why would you do that right and i and it same thing with the, like the clothes and stuff. Everybody's wearing the same clothes because we all shop at similar places. Like it's right. not like they just go into designer brands and stuff. Like they get some of that, but now we find ways to get some of that. Right. And then we got smaller, uh, like these big fast fashion brands just knocking mm-hmm. off the other stuff. So then we can look like how you look like too. It's right. easy. And yeah, it's just the internet just cultivated all of that. And then everybody Man. on the internet just want to be like, hmm, I like how she looks, 
or I like how they look or what they're wearing, so I'll just do what they're doing too. Right. Yeah, and the, the, there's definitely a sense of like the individualism is, it's like it's there, mm-hmm. but that influence of just wanting to, I want to fit. I don't yeah. want to stick too much. And I, you know, what everybody else is doing is cool. There's so many cool things, so everybody kind of want to do everything cool. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's scary, man, because I don't, I don't want to lose individuality Mm-mm. at at any cost. So it's just like, damn, man. You know what I'm saying? Hold on to your individuality as long as you can. God damn it. Man. Hold on to it, man. Caress it, hold it, cherish it, vibe with it. And you know what I'm saying? No, I'm talking about you feel me. There was a moment there where I had hope for, it was like hope and also kind of like, I was a little upset because I grew up punk, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up uh, very punk fashion um, from my hair, like my hair color to the punk like tees. And I started sewing my pants so they would be really tight with like uh, rips and stuff like that. And like 99, early 2000s, like before skinny jeans became a thing, like mm-hmm. I had a very punk look and then i did then i i had uh the pinup look going and like Mm -hmm. i used to always get made fun of for all of that because i'm walking through the hood looking like this right right? in my 20s i lived in the hood i'm walking around looking like that and people are just not understanding why are you trying to be white and i was like hold on Mm -hmm. (laughs) what the fuck up what you talking about and you know especially with my tattoos my tattoo like everyone didn't have sleeves and stuff like that in my early 20s so i stood out with all that and then and then i started seeing people looking like younger me yeah and i was like okay people kind of catching on that Mm -hmm. is you know it's okay to be different it's not a white no like white people don't own shit right you know what i mean like own a look or own any and if anything they you know you know where they took it from Mm -hmm. so it's like um and so I was like, okay, this is cool. Like everyone's starting to kind of look different. Everyone, you know, the internet's kind of exposing people to different fashions, different styles. So mm-hmm. I'm starting to see it. And then I don't know if it's the Kardashians to blame because it always comes down to them, right? It always comes back to them. For mm-hmm. uh, we all we all know that they they steal from black women. Right. They steal the look from black women. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that even though it's all stolen. They have so many eyes on them that they make certain a certain look right. popular. Right. You know what I mean? And it's gotten so popular to where the body con sh- uh, dresses, body con dresses was such a thing. Like everyone started rocking it. Mm. Uh, then the hair had to be a certain way, laid a certain way. And if your hair is not laid a certain way, you, you're not you're not cute. You're not with it. You're not a bad bitch. Da da da. Mm-hmm. So it's like, damn, like. Just when I thought we were making progress, we just went right back to looking the same. Right. And then if you didn't have a certain bag, oh, you bum, you a bum, like this, that, and the third. Like, mm-hmm. why? I don't own any designer, like nothing but like Nike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and if anybody wanted to ever come from come for me for that for not owning like a designer bag or something, I'd you got to like, tune me. Like, Huh? You got to tune me. Oh, yeah. That's because, yay. <laughs> <laughs> you got a tune me bag. I do got a tune me bag. Talk to me nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember one, uh, we were somewhere and somebody's like, like, 
bragging about their designer stuff and mm. they were just making it seem like uh-uh like women need to have their designer this that, and the third i'm like man women don't gotta have shit right <laughs> women just gotta be happy right that's facts damn it man scary times man um so i was talking about taylor swift last week and I was just like, yo, Taylor Swift doing numbers. She doing numbers. She doing this, that, and the third. The numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And then I thought to myself, I was like, yo, oh, a King Disease 3 listening party? Say less. Say less. Uh, so it got it got me thinking, like, I don't know Taylor Swift's music. I don't I don't pull up. I don't tune in. Now I know I've heard a couple songs here and there, but I was just like, I've never gone to her music page and clicked on Taylor Swift. I've never done this. So I was like, let me see what all the hype is about. So I went to the Midnight's album. First, I looked at the charts and I was like, all right, we said Taylor Swift had the majority of the top 10 songs for the week. The majority of the songs were hers. I went to the number one song on the chart and it was Antihero, right? And uh, I hit play. I liked it. I was like, all right. You know, I wasn't a big fan of, I wasn't a big fan of the chorus, uh, but the verse, the melody of the verse and the songwriting, I was like, yo, this is dope right here. Like I was feeling the production. I was feeling the melody of the verse and I was like, all right. So now mind you, that's the only song I listened to. But I was like, all right, Taylor Swift, I get it. I see if I like it and I'm on I, and I'm way outside of it. If I can come in as an outsider and be like, yo, this is right. This right here is legit. I can see why it appeals to so many different people. And so many people that, you know, drew that are Swifties. And so I was like, all right. It's not like a situation where I'm like, I don't get it. I don't see how y'all can listen to this horse shit. I was just like, yo, this song's legit. And I've been coming back to that particular song because I really like, I really like the melody of those verses. And I've, I've listened to that song at least four times since I pulled up. So I get credit where credit is due up in here. And I like that song. So, you know, I might listen to more later on. Who knows? But me pulling up getting a sample of Taylor Swift by listening to one hit song. And I was like, all right, I get it. I get it, Taylor Swift fans. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So shout out to Taylor Swift, man. You so made, just say it. You made a song that I liked. You're a Swifty. I'll be a Swifty if, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to false flag it and call myself a Swifty when I don't know her hits. I don't know. I can't name you five records off the top of my head that are Taylor Swift songs. So, you know, if I if I claim that I'm a Swifty and then Swifties roll up and be like, well, what's what's your favorite song on this album? I got nothing. So I don't wanna I don't wanna false flag it. You know me. Yeah. You know, I don't even claim vegan because I don't want to be false. So mm -hmm. I'm not a Swifty just yet. But what just I will yet. say is that the song I specifically picked to listen to Taylor Swift, she's one and know with me. She's one and up. So, and that's a better record than Britney Spears for me. Because I got zero Britney Spears songs that I've heard that I've actually liked. Zero. Zilch. Britney, bitch. 
It's Britney, bitch. But shout out to Britney Spears. I hope she's doing better. You know, I care about her as a human being. I'm just not a fan of the music, but I do hope that she's in a in a healthier place, both spiritually, mentally, physically, and getting out of that situation that she's been in. And, you know, I know she's a mom, too. And, like, you know, I care about her life. I just never liked the music. Um, real quick, Cher is dating somebody 40 years her junior. Um... And the women are like, yes, yes, do your thing, boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 40 years older, you know. Um, of course, the double standard is going to pop up. If that was a man going 40 years younger, y'all would be up his ass cheeks. And that happens as well. Um, but Cher, as long as you happy, man, listen. You know what I'm saying? 40 years old, that's the kids for sure. Mm. Cher was already a full-grown star <laughs> when this boy was born. When this boy was coming out of his mom, man, Cher was on TV. She was a star. She was already sunny and Cher. At this time, she was probably already divorced. <laughs> She's probably already a mom, all that. And she was like, look, man, life is too short. I've looked the same age for thirty years. God damn it! Listen, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a let, I'm a let this young man dust me off. God damn it! And y'all just gonna deal with it. Man, city boys is up. Man, city boys are up, man. And they, hey, and from his from his standpoint, that's a good look. <laughs> yo, yo, man, you dating Cher? <laughs> I see you, dog. Um, and if she happy, I'm happy, man. If she happy, I'm with it, man. You know, do your thing, Cher. Do your thing. Witches of Eastwick, Moonstruck, Mask. If you believe in love, that's a love. If I could turn back time, goddammit. Cher's a legend out here, man. And I'm happy for her. You know what's funny? I was in her comments mm-hmm. uh, underneath the picture of them. And a lot of people were like, be careful. We heard that he's a serial cheater. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Protect yourself. He's a cheater. Right. Just be careful. We care about you. And it's like, girl, he don't, she don't care about no cheating. Right. She she did for a good time. Not a long time. She she she's been around the block, y'all. Seriously. Yeah. And I don't, I don't just mean she's been around the block for the past few years. She's in her 70s. Of course she's been around the block, man. Come on. She she know what it is. She ain't a fool. Right. She's been, she been popular. She's been rich. She's been successful all this time. That comes with some intelligence, some life experiences, if you will. She know what the game is. Just let her let her do her thing. Shout out to Cher, man. Yeah, shout out to Cher. Um Shout out to Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, who reminds me of Serene. I like this quarterback. He does remind me of Serene. Like, the the look, the the skin tone. I'm just like, man, this looks like my son right here. So, I'm always rooting for black quarterbacks in football. I'm always rooting for black quarterbacks in football. You know, if they black, I'll be like, man, I hope y'all do well, man, because, you know – Black quarterbacks in football have always come under criticism because they feel like they run too much. They can't really throw this, that, and the third. And, you know, we have this, like, renaissance of black quarterbacks. And 
Justin Fields is the quarterback that's going to run. He's going to take off running. If ain't nobody open, guess what? He's running. He just broke a record, a rushing yard record, 178 yards rushing. He just broke that record for Michael Vick. And, um, yeah, if you go look at Justin Fields, he'll remind you of Serene. Um, And he broke a record. We lost the game. We lost the game. But we had tremendous offense. We had tremendous offense. It was just the defense wasn't shit. That's why I tweeted, Chicago Bears ain't never got two things that match. Peanut butter, no jelly. Kool-Aid, no sugar. Offense, no defense. There's always something missing. The stuff just ain't matching up. So I'm happy for Justin Fields. I hope that the offense just learns what his strengths are and let him utilize that. Even the game before this, he was getting off because he was they was allowing him to run when he needed to and, and this, that, and the third, setting up plays to where you know you can fake out the defense and have him run. He's got the speed. Let him run. Let's get this win by any means and build a solid core around this quarterback that has the talent. So shout out to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Yo, Justin Fields is vegan. I just want everybody. Oh to yeah, know. he is vegan. There's that. <laughs> I told Sabrina that. I'm like, yo, the quarterback for the Bears is vegan. She's it's like, oh. So, <laughs> and I'm all, I'm I'm rooting for this young man because a black quarterback in Chicago is rare. So I love to see it. And yes, I'm pulling the race car when it comes to sports because. The black quarterback position is always getting hated on. So, absolutely. Um, shout out to the black quarterbacks in the league right now. Shout out to Gene. Shout out to Geno Smith, who is thriving in Seattle with the Seahawks. And you know, I know, I know when they lost Russell Wilson, who was also another black quarterback who went to Denver, and he's not really doing good at Denver right now. But shout out to Geno Smith because I'm sure he was coming in. And everybody was like, "Oh, Geno Smith, man, we miss Russell." And he's been thriving out there, and Seattle's doing well with him. So shout out to Geno Smith. Um, Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. I'm mad that she did your thing last night simply because it's a fantasy football thing. But I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson as well. But I just didn't want him to do well last night because I needed I needed him to not do well so I can win my fantasy week. But there was nothing personal. Nothing, nothing personal. Um, anyway, I'm going to end uh, verbal cardio on this. Oof. Movie Come trailers, on. man. Sit the fuck down. Talk about it. Movie trailers need to sit the fuck down. Sit your asses down as movie trailers. Stop making so many movie trailers and stop trying to squeeze so much into the movie trailer. Stop. You're showing too much. And people, y'all got to stop looking at the trailers, man. Stop looking. For real. Stop. You you going to walk into a, a minefield of seeing too much. Stop looking. I've been avoiding these Black Panther trailers for months. Out here ducking and dodging, looking down at the movie theater, putting my face in the popcorn bag, leaving the whole theater, coming back. You know, and I'm just like, man, it's tough because they would. No, you going to see these visuals. you going to see the scenes. Stop. We only need one trailer. Black Panther got three now. It's like, why? Why are we doing this? 
If it's a movie you know you're interested in, why are you even looking at a trailer? Sabrina sent me a trailer today for this movie with uh, John Malkovich and Martin Lawrence. And she said, this looks pretty good. And I was like, all right, let me click on it. I clicked on it. I was like, yo, Martin Lawrence? And it's Martin Lawrence in a thriller. And I was just like, wait, this is serious? And then I saw all I needed to see and cut the trailer off. Because I know with thrillers, they want to show you too much. They going to end up, the thriller is, I mean, the trailer is longer, excuse me, the trailer is longer than two minutes. They going to show us too much. Let me leave now. Um, anyway, I wanted to wrap up Verbal Cardio, man. This is a long episode, and I'm sorry, and I'm tired of of talking, but I still got to do Gross Point Bake. Um, stay tuned for Gross Point Bake. If you are my patron saints, the bakery, you can stick around for Gross Point Bake. Today's episode, Jay-Z versus Beyonce in the numbers department, man. We talking the numbers since we talked about... Beyonce and Jay-Z, last week, it got me to thinking, like, let me compare sales and see who's bringing what to the table on the album sales front between Beyonce and Jay-Z. And let me know who you think is going to win and what their number number one album will be between each of them. Uh, I'm doing like I do all the verses. I'm going to do their five highest earners and compare those. And then give you the total as well. Um, we about to see. We about to see. I'm excluding um, joint or group projects. So I'm not including Destiny's Child albums. I'm not including, you know, Jay-Z and Kanye West or Jay-Z and R. Kelly. Um, it's just going to be them solo, uh, solo versus solo. But I will give you the total with the joints as well. So uh, pull up on that, man. We're about to get into it. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in to another session at Everbal Cardio.